0: Welcome to the Lakeside Baptist Church podcast. We pray you are blessed as you hear the Word of God today. For more information regarding Lakeside Baptist Church, please visit lakeside.asn.au. Jaden, uh, before we get into it, uh, I'm just going to pray for us and we'll get into our message. So, Father, we, we thank you that you are a good God and we thank you that we can come here and look at your word and see how it, how it forms us, how it shapes us and how it points us towards you. We just pray that you would be with us, your spirit would help us to understand what you have to say to us today, uh, that you'd be with me as I speak and that you'd be with everyone as they listen along as well. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, welcome everyone here. It's great to have you along. If you're a visitor, a special welcome to you. Uh, really excited to be able to share with you all today. And I want to start off by asking a question. If you're the kind of person that has theoretical aspirations, and, and so what I mean by that is sometimes we, as a, you know, maybe as a kid or even sometimes in life, we have these dreams, so, so we might have a dream that, you know, I want to be a professional musician, or I want to play sport professionally, or I want to be filthy rich, or whatever it may be. We have these aspirations. And so one of the joys uh, of being a youth pastor is I get to listen to these people and their, and, and their aspirations. And so uh, quite often people say, all right, I want to I do this. And I was like, okay, so what are you doing to get there? Because quite often, sometimes we have this aspiration, but until we're actually doing something to, to until it becomes a, um, you know, we're putting the things in place, it's just a theoretical aspiration. So if we, if we want to be, a, you know, a professional basketball, we have to train very hard every day. If, if we want to be filthy rich, you've got to study hard and get a good job. And, and, and so the, there's these things, and, and, and it's not a functional aspiration. We're not actually putting this aspiration to action and trying to get there until we actually do the thing. And sometimes there's things that get in the way. And so it's like, all right, um, I want to get a good job, but I also, I, I really like hanging out with my friends. Or I really like watching TV and, and, you know, watching Netflix or, you know, and there's these things that get in the way and it becomes a theoretical aspiration instead of a functional aspiration. And so, you know, we might have an aspiration, of saying, oh, I want to get really fit, but I also love KFC. You know, there's these things where they get in the way and it can't be a functional aspiration until we do the things to get there. Until then, it is a theoretical aspiration. It's not an aspiration that we're physically working towards. And sometimes, as a church, we have, we have aspirations and sometimes they're functional and sometimes they're theoretical. And so sometimes you, you'll see a church and they come by, like, we, we want to see people to come to know Jesus. He's like, all right, so what does that look like? We're going to, how about we go out and start talking to some people about Jesus? Oh, sorry, I'm too busy. He's like, all right, I really want, I really want to see my kids come to know Jesus. It's like, all right, well, he, he really loves the drums. Let's put him on the drums. Oh, I, I'd rather not have drums at my church. And, and so we have these things that get in the way. It's like, I really love this but there's other things that get in the way of that. And so sometimes it's it's functional when we're working towards it and we're actively trying to get there and we're doing what needs to be done. And sometimes it's theoretical where we say, I want this, but I'm not willing to put in the work. Or I want this, or something else is actually more important. And so as we're um, looking at the Bible today, we're going to be looking at Galatians. And and Galatians, they're a church. They, They want to be a good church. They want to be a great church, but it's a theoretical aspiration. Why? Because there's something that's getting in the way. And so Paul's writing this letter to the church in Galatia, and, and, and he's addressing this problem where they want to be a great church, but they also really love the, this Jewish law. They want people to follow the law. They want, people to be, you know, they want people to be a part of the law, and they want people who are outside of the Jewish circles to conform to the law. And that's creating all these problems. And so people, people are, are boasting about how they follow the law better than other people, and they're looking down on people who don't follow the law. And so that's creating divisions and problems. And then there's, there's people who, who, they're really, they're actually trying to make uh, the gospel and, and church more about them because they want it to be about following the law and like it was in the good old days. And so they're really, they're being selfish, and that's creating more problems. And, and the biggest thing of it all is in this whole situation, they're not loving each other. And so the church in Galatia, they're actually they're having digs at each other, they're having fights, they're, you know, there's all these different things going on and it's, and it's just this big mess with this, this aspiration that they're working towards but something has gotten in the way and it's become just a theoretical aspiration rather than one that they're functionally working towards. And so Paul is addressing this thing and he's outlining what the problems are and he's, and he's trying to help them to see the solution. And it comes to chapter 5 and he, he starts uh, by, by giving them this, this really tangible, practical solution of how he's going to fix the problem. And so if we look at chapter 5, uh, verse 13 to 15, and so you can read along uh, with me. And so it says, "'You, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free.'" But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. And so you've got to think, so Paul's saying, like, the way you're going, you're going you're gonna, to, the church will die you're pulling each other apart, you're attacking one another, and it's not good, and in the end, you will die. But the solution that he comes up with is that you guys need to go out and serve. And you think, what in the world? Like, what, How does serving have anything to do with, with things like following the law and, and these, these divisions in the church and, and people fighting against one another, people think they're better than each other? How in the world does serving fix this problem? But that's Paul's solution. He says, go and serve one another. And the thing is that, that serving is actually one of the things that, that holds us together. Serving is something that we need, for ourselves, and if we look at it, so there's a few things that are going on here. So if we, if we think about the fact that they're boasting, that there's people that are in this church thinking that they're better than one another, well, serving actually kills boasting. The way that we can fight boasting, one of the ways that we can fight boasting is by serving one another. Because at the end of the day, the only reason you or I are here is because of the grace of God. The only reason that we can call ourselves Christians is by the grace of God. So we we did not pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. We did not, you know, we did not save ourselves. We did not do anything to become a certain level of Christian. We, we you know, we're not working. You know, we're not, you know, soldiers who have just worked harder than everyone else. We are here because we are agents of grace. We are people that have, that have received something that we don't deserve and when we realise that and see that, we can't look down on people around us because the only reason that we could even claim or try to claim or see ourselves as better off as Christians than someone else is because we have received something that we don't deserve. So if we are here boasting about our position, boasting about who we are or how good we are as a Christian, we actually miss the point of the gospel we have received. When we boast about who we are or how good we are, whatever it may be, we fail to understand the gospel. Because the only reason we can be here is because the Holy Spirit is working in us. The only reason we can be here is because because Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins. Without that, we're not here. The only reason that we can become closer to God in any way is because we have someone working inside of us. God is helping us to do that. It is not us. And when we see that and understand that and practice that in action, we realize that it's, we can't boast. And we start fixing some problems. So you think of Jesus, in, uh, when, he, when he's washing his disciples' feet, so famous story where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. So he's not down there, washing feet, and and you know, you can just imagine him... You see the power that comes through trying to pretend to be Jesus. Um, When Jesus is down there and he looks up, he's not like, I'm better than you. That's not what he's doing, right? He's down there washing someone's feet. And in those days, it was, that was, if you were a Jew, sometimes if, worst case scenario, let's say you go bankrupt, you have to sell yourself into slavery. But if you're a slave, so you've you know, you, you really you, you stuffed it up, the one thing that you wouldn't do is wash someone's feet because that was the dirtiest job. You might as well walk into the, the toilets um, after an NBL game night and, and put your bare hand in there and try and unclog the toilet. It was, it was a disgusting job. It's something that you wouldn't bear to do if you were a Jew. And here Jesus is, God of the universe, down there on the ground, washing his servants, the people that are supposed to be serving him and following him, he's washing their feet. That's why Peter's freaking out. He's like, I can't get my God to unclog the toilet. That's not on. But when we're down there, when we're serving, we can't see ourselves as better. And so we see, this, we see how things start getting better. We see how if we're, if we're down there serving, then we can't see ourselves as better. We can't start looking down on people and, and creating divisions that way. And so things start to get better. The second thing is that, that serving, it kills selfishness. And so, so Paul says, like, so don't actually indulge in the flesh, so don't make things about you, but rather serve one another in love. And so, when, when we serve, we, we make things not about us. And, and so, and that part of that, may, like we're not serving for recognition, we're not serving to try and get something out of it. Serving is giving something up that, you know, we're not, we're not getting some sort of return on it. And when we, when we do that, it, it continues to unfold, we're solving some problems because one of the problems for the Galatians is things were about them. Church was about them. They're walking into church and it was about them. How, how does the law suit me? How does the, how do we, if we hold on to the old rules, we're going to make this about me. We're going to make the gospel about me. They wanted the good old days. They wanted it to suit them better. And, and so Paul, at the beginning of Galatians, he says, you've, you've changed the gospel and it's become no gospel at all. And so sometimes we, we try and make church about us, and in doing so, we fail to understand the gospel. We, we, fail. When, we when we make church about us, if, if it's about what music you get to enjoy, if it's about how, how, how good I'm preaching or, or whoever else, or how, you know, how, seat, how comfortable the seats are or how good our air conditioning is, uh, if it becomes about us, it becomes no gospel at all. Because what is church about? Jesus. It's not about us. We make it about us, we run into problems. And so how do we do that? We, when you serve, things stop being about you. When you're serving, it can't be about you because you are giving yourself up for the sake of someone else. You can't make it about you. And so one of the things he's calling to do, serve so it stops becoming about you. The third thing is, is that, that when, we, when we serve, it loves our neighbours. And it's very obvious, isn't it? If, you, if you're serving someone, you're loving them. And, and if we look at today and if we come to some, some realities, it's really hard to figure out what it actually means to love our neighbours, right? Because there's different ethical problems and, and situations we do not sure what, so, what, sure what side to be on, but it's really hard to love your neighbours. But one easy way that you can always love your neighbour is to serve them, if you're serving them. And so, uh, the, the big criticism, so if you remember, we, we all remember the Pharisees as the bad guys. And the reason that, they, you know, these guys followed the law to the T. They're more religious than us, they're practicing the law, they're, they're, their whole life is devoted to following the law, and Jesus comes along and starts making jokes about them. Why? Because they became so focused with following the law, they missed the point of the law. And for the, for the, for the people in, in Galatia, they, they became so focused on this part of the law, they actually failed to love the people they were supposed to love. And, and, and so this is, serving is a, is a clear example. The law w- was there so that people had guidelines with how to love their neighbour. But instead, people find loopholes. Instead, people try and find ways to, to, to not love their neighbor. And, but they're still following the rules. Have you ever had that before? Someone's following the rules, but it doesn't feel particularly loving. But when we serve, when we're serving someone, we are loving them. When our, when our attitude and, 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 and our posture towards someone is, I want to serve you, we love them. And so if we think in terms of, if we come to church and we serve each other, we love them. And so we can see that, that, so why is Paul coming and looking at this dysfunctional search and saying, serve one another? It's because it starts fixing these problems. And so when we think about serving as a whole, serving isn't just something so that we keep the lights on here and that we have worship on a Sunday morning. We come here and serve because we need it for ourselves. We come here and serve because we need it. And my heart for you guys is I, I want you guys to come here and serve because we, you need it. We need it. Serving is something that continues to help us to, uh, to align ourselves to God. So serving is something that keeps our hearts on the right track because our hearts wander. We just go off track so quickly. Our hearts just phew, off we go over here, off we go over there, but we, we, we continue to serve because we need it. Something that we need. And, and, and as we think about that, people, if you look around at the people who serve in our church, they just grow. Like the, the people that are just like, that, the people that serve endless hours and, and are just here all the time in our church, they're just people that just grow and they're close to God and, and they, they encourage people around them and they give life to people around them and they help the church to be a better place where, where God is glorified. When when we when I was at Bible college, every second person there was an eighteen year old worship leader. Because someone, even though they were just a little bit weird, gave them an opportunity to stand up here and, and be a and they were just serving. And they had purpose and, and it helped them to, to be selfless and it helped them to to, to love other people. And I was like, I'll just keep doing this. I'll go to Bible college. And they come out and they be a pastor and they keep doing it. And, and people who stay in the church, I've been doing some research on, on young people and, and how they stay in the church because uh, statistically 50% of people don't stay. The ones that stay are the people that serve. They just keep coming on Sunday. They're still on the roster and, and, they, they, and, it, and it helps them and they, they grow. And in that process, they, it, it just keeps their heart on track. And churches where people are serving and are on this mission and all working together, the churches just grow. And it's because it's something that we need for us. God doesn't need us to serve so that His church can grow and so His kingdom can grow. God wants us to serve because we need it. God can make anything happen but He gives us the gift of serving because we need it for our hearts. And, and the church in Galatia, the solution in, in all this mess and in all these problems was go and serve and, and fix your hearts. And, and, and so I, I want to I think about a little bit about what that means here at Lakeside. And so our, our vision our vision is to be a regional community centre with an igniting passion for God and His kingdom throughout our community and beyond by reflecting the life-changing message of Christ in all that we do. And that, that started with a group of people who had a functional aspiration to see people in our community love Jesus. They, they came out and they're like, let's build this thing and they did it so that people could come to know Jesus. In, in churches, and once again, so at Bible college, we get taught that there's an 80-20 rule with serving, so, so probably about 80% of the work at church is done by 20% of the people. And, 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 in, and in all things, like it's, we, we come here and we, we, have this vi, we have this vision and we don't want it to be a theoretical one. We want this to be a functional vision we want this to be a vision where people come to know Jesus. We want this to be a vision where we are a regional community center where people get to say yes to Jesus. We want this to be a, a church that, that thrives and works together towards that goal. And, and so I, I want to leave you guys with some encouragement. I, 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 wanna, I want people to serve and I want to see you guys serving because I love you guys because I want to see you guys grow and have a relationship with God, and because I, I want to, I want to see you love Jesus. I want to see you with a heart to to see Jesus, to know Him, and a heart for other people to see Him and know Him. And, and there's seasons where where we have to step back, and there's there's things that are you know there's times where we've we've done we have things come up in our personal lives and and different things around that, but I. I, I want to challenge you guys. Are you, are you serving? Is there something that you're doing that is working towards our vision that we want to be a functional vision? There's, there's probably, probably most of the, the areas in our church are looking for volunteers, so if there's anything that you like doing, we can make you serve. We will find a spot for you. We, we've got spots available. There's no problems at all. If you, if you want to serve in music, there's always room. If you want to serve in kids' ministry, Sarah would be overjoyed and might even cry. If you, if you want to serve in sound or VMD or anything, there's spots for you. If you want to serve in our rec centre, we could, we could use up 40 volunteers tomorrow. And so I want to encourage you guys, there's, there's spots to serve and there is, a, there is a vision that we want to see functionally carry out. We want to see this church grow. We want to see the people in the church grow. And, and so I want to encourage you guys, be a church that serves. Be a church that is understanding of the gospel, that it means that, that we are people that are saved by grace and no more. Be, be a church where we realize that nothing is about us. It's about God and his glorification and, and seeing other people see him as well. Be a church where we, we just want to love people in our community. We want to do that really well. So I encourage you guys, I, be, be a church that serves one another. Humbly in love. So That we can see God glorified. If, if, you, if you're a regular server at Lakeside, I, I really want to thank you. Because there are so many hours that are put into making this place stay running. And for some of you, like you've, you've put in a lot of hours. You, you've done a lot. And I want to thank you guys because it's, it's what makes our church great. It's what allows people to come to know Jesus. It's what allows us to be a community where, where people are loved and cared for. And so I, I want to thank you guys for what you do. A lot of you guys are in the background. A lot of people don't even know that you serve. A lot of the things that, you know, you're not thanked for what you do, but I, I want to thank you guys because you do do an amazing job. And, and I and I think this is a, a vision that we're trying to functionally achieve, and so I, I thank you guys for that. If you're someone that wants to serve, I I, I encourage you guys, head out to the Connect desk, Um that they will, they'll find something for you, anything. They'll, they'll get you busy. Don't worry, you, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be tired in no time. Uh, but one last thing, I just want to also just um, kind of point out one person as well in, a, in our church. Um, and it, so it's David Allen. So I'm not sure if you guys know David Allen. So he's actually one of our missionaries. So he's a member of our church and he actually lives in, in Myanmar at the moment and he works over there with the government. And so he's been serving over there for a long time. Uh, and so uh, just last week, he was actually awarded the, the Order of Australia medal, uh, so, which is really, really cool. He's, he's been working hard, helping the, the government love people, helping the government uh, work through human rights issues and environmental issues. He's been doing an amazing job for a long time. He's been serving God humbly. He he doesn't toot his own horn. He doesn't get any rec- like we like we don't even know when he comes and goes. He just does it humbly and quietly and loves people in the church. So I just want to give a shout out to him because he he's been doing an amazing job. He's been recognised for it by by the government. Yeah, so give him a clap. It's um, a really cool thing. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off in prayer. Uh, once again, I'll, I'll love you guys after the uh, worship team are gonna come up and sing uh and and we'll um we'll finish up there. Uh Father, we thank you that you are a good and gracious God. We we thank you that that you've given us something that we don't deserve. And we ask that that we can we can serve one another in love. That we can love our, our community and our people. That that we can come here and help people to, to know you. Help us help us to, to, to serve humbly so that we can keep our hearts on track for our for our vision and our mission. Help us to encourage one another when when serving is hard. Help us to encourage one another when when it's when it's frustrating. But help us to be a church that grows. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand up and sing.